Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, Jackie Jing with Reddit Studio here, and E3 is quickly approaching. So excited for all the video game news to be dropping. But today we want to talk about something special. Video games have evolved so much, and they've had such a profound impact on so many people's lives. So we want to talk about the evolution of gaming and online community. I have some very, very special guests with us, so I want to give them a really warm introduction. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We have Andre Van Roon, the game director on League of Legends at Riot Games, and Imran Kidwai, a digital and social director for Verizon Games at Madwell. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. But before we dive headfirst into this conversation, please introduce yourselves and just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Andre, I'm putting you in the hot seat first. Hi, folks. Uh, my name's Andre. <laughs> I'm the game director on League of Legends. So that means I'm sort of focused on what the overall player experience is like. And I've worked in game design for about 10 years now, though before that I was a mixture of a transport engineer and an urban planner uh, back home in New Zealand before I came to the States. And Imran, what's the 411 on you? <laughs> 411. Before I even dive into that, I just want Jackie to tell you congratulations on being a host of E3. Uh, Aww, just as a gamer, you. I'm looking, for looking forward to that. So it'll be a lot of fun to see what you have in store for all of us. Um, so what's the 411 on me? Uh, I'm a digital, <laughs> as you mentioned, digital social director for at Madwell. So you mentioned Verizon Gaming. So Verizon specifically is our big client there. So just uh, involved in their digital social strategies, specifically on the gaming front. Um, but cool thing is I actually started my career in accounting and finance and decided that <laughs> it wasn't for me. It was too boring for me. Um, and so made a switch eight years ago into social and never looked back. You guys are just some huge names when it comes to the gaming world. We're so happy to have you be a part of this. But um, I wanted to start off talking about COVID because that undoubtedly just affected everybody's lives, period, but especially the gaming industry. So I want to see, how do you think things have changed in gaming uh, over the past two years, Andre? Uh, a few things come to mind here. Um, I think we've seen an increased focus on games as social experiences, you know, to to make up for that lack of as much ability to socialize in person. You know, games already were doing some of that, but but even more so with things like Among Us or, or Fall Guys or even GTA Roleplay, things that are less focused necessarily on the exact game mechanics. Not that there's not a lot of that there too, but more on the connecting with other people. But I think we've also seen a pretty substantial increase in, you know, stream watching. Yeah, you know, some of that I think is further driven again by the comparative lack of film and of film and TV productions, you know, people turning to different forms of, of, of media um, during quarantine. I think we've seen some existing trends continue, you know, an increasingly diverse audience for games and range of different games being made with mobile, especially just continuing to grow as a platform. I, I think in large part due to its accessibility. All I know is if I did not have video games during COVID, it would have been really, really <laughs> rough. So yeah, I mean, I echo everything that you're saying. Imran, I kind of want to pick your brain though about what changes did you see due to COVID when it came to marketing? Um, you know, since people were really isolated, did you guys lean to the community social aspect? We kind of heard Andre saying that he saw that grow for sure from his perspective. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it, and I think that's a two-part question. From a marketing side, what you saw were clients taking budgets, initiatives, 
Um, as Andre mentioned, no film studios, content wasn't there. Uh, everyone shifted budgets towards social and digital. Uh, experiential was gone. Everyone was, was stuck inside their homes. So it was, okay, lean into social as a marketing medium and avenue. And then from a what Andre mentioned, which is very valid among us, Fall Guys, as you mentioned, Jackie, you needed those video games. And so leaning into those communities, now that brands are coming up with campaigns, whether it's messaging, it's leaning into those communities and trying to understand not only how to build campaigns towards them, but actually win them over. Interesting. Um, Andre, I mean, I need to talk to you about, about League of Legends. Um, it's been around for more than a decade. It's immensely popular. Um, you know, we see games come and go over time, but League has really stood the test of time. So I wanted to ask you, how do you keep current gamers happy and how do you attract new players? I, I think League owes its longevity to, to a range of different factors here. Um, the biggest ones on my mind being, you know, we've had this really long-running live service model you know small update every couple of weeks and then a larger update or two per year sort of keep the game fresh balanced give players new things to engage with um, and that's also paired well with what i think i could could safely describe as a thriving esports scene you know which for a lot of players at least adds a lot of excitement and, and just plain visibility to the game and, and to its players speaking of which you know the game's got a very passionate community and that's not just in terms of like the people that just straight play the game, but the, the theory crafting, the cosplay, the esports fandom, the fan art, and so on, uh, which I think adds a lot there too. Uh, finally, on, on our side as Riot, at least, we've put a lot of focus on like a really long-term depth of experience, you know, trying to ensure that somebody who's played for hundreds or, or even thousands of hours is, is still finding new things, getting new experiences, learning. Um, I'm not saying we always get that right, and it does make the game less accessible to newer players, which is a, a painful trade-off sometimes, but it's overall what we target. Yeah, I mean, um, League of Legends is just one of the big titles that, I mean, the community just blows me away. I mean, Andre was talking about the cosplay, the passion, the commitment, um, the esports league. Imran, I think gaming is growing just so rapidly. And I think a lot of advertisers have started to recognize that and they're, they're honing in on marketing to gamers. So... I, and also, I think developers, they also are like, okay, we need to have effective marketing and attract people to our game. I just want you to kind of tell me where you think gaming and advertising is at now. And what do your clients care about? Like, how, how do they want to connect with gamers? I and Maybe I'm wrong here. I feel like in the past, people kind of slept on gamers as people to market to. But now it's a huge demo. Yeah, I think gaming, you bring up a good point where... I think there's a larger focus on gaming, but also because of COVID and what you mentioned, you know, the change is gaming is now mass culture, right? Now you're seeing AOC playing among us. Now you're seeing uh, the Drake show up. You're seeing NFL athletes. So I think the elevation of gaming to mass culture has brought in a new influx of audiences and gamers, you know, once you look at it, they, they're willing to spend money, right? Andre, you mentioned League of Legends uh, and you, ability to keep that game fresh they whether it's skins whether it's emotes in other games whether it's um you know characters whatever it may be i i think advertisers are seeing there's a potential revenue stream with gamers but it's not that easy to just say um hey if we advertise to them they will have a new audience base and i think what clients are most worried about uh when we're working with them is 
how do you come off authentically to these gamers and actually speak their language, message to them, feel like we're one of them? And I think my biggest my biggest thing for clients is two things. One, it's continue to bring value to gamers. I think anyone can come off as, uh, you know, a, a, a what we call it internally a brand dad and show up and just say, hey, we understand gamers, but speak authentically to them, bring value. And then the other thing is, uh, Diving into gamers, it's about a relationship. Campaigns will bring you attention, but consistency will build that relationship. So ensuring that your gaming isn't a one-off, you're investing in the community long-term. It's interesting that you bring up community, Imran, because I mean, from land parties to clans to game-specific communities on Reddit, yeah, yeah. Um, without a doubt, gaming is about community. It's about people connecting. And Andre, I think, League has like quite a few Reddit communities. Our slash League of Legends has like over 5 million gamers apparently. And I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but League is easily one of the top games in esports right now. Um, I'm a Morgana main, by the way. I'm terrible. But um, through my experience, I've learned that this game requires like so much group coordination and chemistry. And I think what is really like shocked me about this game is just how intricate the league community is. And you kind of touched on that a little bit. So I wanted to pick your brain about with a community with so many layers, how do you create this cohesion and depth? Because I think that's a challenge for your position. Uh, it, it is, um, and it's a good question. Uh, as with my previous answers, I think there's a mixture of stuff going on here. Um, the first one I need to call out is just yeah, we've had quite a lot of time to, to gradually evolve the game, to, to work with the community, to understand what works for them, what they're looking for from the experience, and, and when we, how we could take it further. So we didn't have to build and polish everything at once. We got to build it hand in hand with our players. On top of that, I also just want to acknowledge that, you know, like pretty much any modern game, we're able to learn from both prior generations of games and, you know, the other stuff that other companies are doing at the same time. It's not like games exist in a silo, of course. So we can see what's working for players in other contexts and try and figure out what we can learn from that, what's been to put on it. You know, what gives depth versus just initial novelty, that sort of thing. And finally, you should probably also just acknowledge there's a lot of hard work that you know, goes into growing a game over time. Some of that's the developers who work on League directly or support it from other parts of Riot. But an awful lot of it's you know, the players, the streamers, the other content creators, the esports pros, etc. Um, and I think for, at this point, any long-lived you know, live service game I don't think there's a path to success that doesn't ha involve a really invested and passionate community, you know, growing alongside the efforts of the, the studio making the game. Yeah, I think that um, you, you can have this really passionate community, but the developer also has to be extremely receptive to the trends and what's developing as well with that community. And that ain't easy all the time. You know, people can be a little bit demanding, but um, I think y'all have done a great job evolving with how the league community has evolved. And Imran, like, you know, with E3, I think people just get like so hyped about the cinematics and the animation and shock factor. You know, we're all about these trailers dropping and, and we're like, oh my gosh, like we want to be like totally blown away. Right. But I think all of us have talked about how important community is. So when you are marketing, is it just about, like I was saying, the visuals and, and shocking people? Or do you think, okay, like how do we focus on community and the social aspect? Like how do you create buzz for that specifically? So I think you bring up a great point. Like the simple formula is let's just drop a trailer. Let's drop some teas and say that we've ticked the box, right? And our game will will essentially go 
in in a sense i hear clients all the time go viral but i but the idea is community now more than ever is important so when we're when we're building any marketing strategy any uh social strategy for a client uh it's all about audience insights it's diving into reddit it's diving into twitter gathering those insights understand what they're passion passionate for uh you know andre mentioned the league community cosplay uh that's like an insight that you can lean into building a campaign that you un proves that you understand what the community values what they talk about and use those insights to drive a campaign that essentially shows the community that we see you and hear you and Martin, you actually brought up a really good point. So that, I thought that was really interesting that you talked about um, going to social media to see how gamers are feeling. I mean, like, duh, that seems like common sense, but it made me wanna ask Andre, how do you guys keep your pulse on what the league community wants? Like, I, I, I don't know, this question just kind of popped in my head. Like, how, how do you even start with that? Because like I said, there's so many different layers and so many different aspects of League. So like, how do you guys keep your pulse on like what they want? Yeah, so it's a mixture of direct personal experience with the game, you know, just playing the game as players and interacting with them. A lot of following of social media, you know, especially, you know, for, for those of us at the LA office, anything we can get to in English, of course, but we've also got a range of regional offices around the world that'll you know, sort of dive deep into what Korean players or, or our players in China are feeling at the moment. We do a whole bunch of uh, basically surveying, you know, end of game surveys or whatever, asking players, hey, how was your experience? How did you feel about this particular champion? Or was the game too snowball-y? Or, or even just things like, hey, here's some concept art for characters we're thinking of making. What do you think of this? Do you like this one or this one? Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we're getting a, a broad read, ideally, on all the different parts of the community. Um, not just the, the most passionate on, on Twitter or whatever voices, which are important, but but aren't the whole story. Okay, interesting. And Emron, this kind of popped in my head for you too. Um, I kind of touched on this before, but I think in the past, people kind of slept on gamers as people to market to. Now, is that the case as much? Or are people like, I, I've heard from people in the marketing world that people are actually approaching them and they're like, hey, I want to connect with this demo. How do I connect with them? And now it's actually like a yeah. valued demo or maybe maybe that's just what I'm hearing. I don't know. What I mentioned earlier, right? Like gaming from a uh, cultural standpoint, right? All of us are gamers. We've been gamers since we were young, but now with the increase in mobile, with COVID, everything, gaming has elevated into mass culture and now brands, non-demic brands that aren't even part of gaming want to be involved in that because, you know, that's the one way that they can actually interact with them, actually get involved with them uh, where they are. You don't have, again, outside world is was completely closed off and that gaming isn't going to drop. You know, if you look at the industry as a whole, it's, it's estimated to double in five years. So it's around, I think some of the stats say from 160 billion to $300 billion industry. And the thing is brands now understand the value of gaming because um, it, it's part of everyone's lives in some at some capacity. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. And I actually wanted to bring up this Forbes article because I think that in the past, people thought of gamers as one certain demo, but a Forbes article recently reported that in 2020, women accounted for nearly 41% of all gamers in the United States. And I don't know about y'all, but like I 
think currently gamers come from all walks of life. There's so much diversity. And so I wanted to ask both of you, why do you think gaming attracts so many different kinds of people and brings them together? And Andrea, it was actually interesting. I think your last um, answer, you know, you were talking about the different regions. I think League of Legends of all games is one that brings together all different sorts of people. I think we sort of skew somewhat towards the, the more the players who are looking for a more competitive experience. But we are, for example, a, a pretty global game. In terms of sort of the, the, the wider question here as well, I my personal take is I think, you know, gaming's like any other form of media or, or art form. You know, it's a way to deliver experiences that, that are emotionally resonant that or just plain satisfying to engage with. And so I think there's nothing in there that should make it inherently narrow. So gaming being narrow historically, I think, is much more the anomaly than it being increasingly diverse today. You know, there's such a wide range of experiences you should be able to offer there to, to meet different people's needs and interests. And I think we've seen that start to flourish over the past decade or so with some of its like platform availability with mobile especially. Some of it, I think, is also just indie gaming. Um, has done a really good job of, of sort of tackling a much wider range of of gameplay or story experiences of giving increased accessibility or frankly much better representation of a wider range of people um not to say the established studios haven't done some of that as well but i think indie dev especially with the ability to self-publish so much more nowadays has done so much there that's that's really worth acknowledging imran what about you what do you think about um just the diversity and how um, I just think the gamer population has evolved so much. It's funny because, you know, I was actually thinking about the people I play League of Legends with and I'm a Chinese woman who's in her mid thirties. And I, I play with like some people in their twenties, some people older than me, you know what I mean? And we're, I don't know, it's just, it's wonderful and beautiful how it just brings these different types of people together. And we all just like have fun and vibe. Yeah. I think when I look at gaming, when I speak to clients, especially brands that aren't necessarily gaming publishers like the riots the lizards etc i think when you look at gaming as a whole we live in a society where we're constantly judged by our background where we work what car we drive where we live gaming throws all that out of the equation and all that matters is that moment that that video game creates for you your friends whether it's your grandma whether it's your mom whether it's someone you just met across the world you're able to connect in an experience through uh, that IP, whether it's joy, whether it's uh, sorrow, whatever it may be, like all those background characteristics don't matter. It's just the moment that you have together. And I think that's why I've always been passionate. I remember uh, when we, my mom and my dad first came to the country, they were Pakistani immigrants. And while my dad worked, the one thing that connected me and my mom and my brothers was we would sit down and I'm aging myself now, but play Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles on SNES. Yeah. And so that 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 moment right there, um, it's now replicated across. So now I can go to my mom and talk to her. She might find, she's on TikTok. She might find something on TikTok. And she's like, have you seen this game? And so like, all right, let's play this. So I think the value of gaming is the ability to connect people um, and disregard everything else. Oh, I love that answer. Um, obviously, you know, we're running out of time here. So I got one more question. So I definitely want to ask you guys about E3 and what are you excited for? What can't you wait to see? And Andre, I'll put you in the hot seat first. So as, as, as a player, very much looking forward to Breath of the Wild 2, or at least I'm hoping we get some hints or, or reveals on that. And I'm also just curious to see what we get from Nintendo in general, because I think they do some really interesting 
re-explorations of things, of, of pushing boundaries, of, of making stuff accessible that wasn't previously. Um, beyond that, for me, it's it's what what's the unexpected thing that sort of captures people's people's hearts and minds. You know, we normally see at least one thing pop up seemingly out of nowhere at E3 that that just sort of grabs headlines and offers something really bold and new. So I'm waiting for whatever that is. Breath of the Wild too. I think like that is definitely one of the titles people are the most hype for. Also, I love, did you say you played with your wife? That's like my favorite thing to do. Like people sleep on playing like a one player RPG and just like switching back and forth. Like that's what my brother and I did growing up. And like, I still think it's one of the most fun things to do in gaming. But anyways, I, I'm getting sidetracked here. Um, Imran, tell me what are you excited for when it comes to this year's E3? I mean, Andre hit on it, Breath of the Wild 2, that's a big one. But I think I'm interested twofold. From a gamer's side, gamer's self, I'm interested to see what Nintendo brings. You know, Switch Pro, I don't think it'll happen, but would be interesting to see that. But just what does Nintendo bring? I'm also interested to see Xbox. Do they bring updates on Halo Infinite? Do they bring, I'm assuming Forza 5 or Forza uh, is, is revealed. Uh, and then from a marketing side, I'm interested to see uh, what is that, as Andre mentioned, that moment? Is it, and it's been, for example, Xbox, it's been 20 years since they debuted the first Xbox and Rock was there. Are they bringing the Rock back for E3 in some way? What, from a marketing side, what brands or uh, publishers create some buzz? Yeah, I think um, for me personally, super excited to see what happens with Halo Infinite. Um, I'm a big Call of Duty Warzone player too. So if they drop some sort of battle royale, I'm like done. I will be done. Um, and then also, like we said, Breath of the Wild 2. Did you guys like the Far Cry 6 trailer? I thought it was so good. I don't know if you guys have ever played those games. If not, you should check out the trailer. They're like super heavy and like really big cinematics. I saw the trailer not... I mean, I haven't played Far Cry in a while, but I think you just convinced me, so. Andre hit it on the head, though, where it's like, it's the stuff that we're not anticipating. When something, like, drops and we're just all, like, blown away by it and we're like, whoa, like, was not thinking that was going to come down. Anyway, we're running out of time, y'all, so I unfortunately have to wrap up, but I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for joining us and taking out this time to talk about gaming. I know it's near and dear to all of our hearts, so thank you guys so much. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, right. Jackie. Thanks for having me. Take care, Andre. Yay. Bye, guys. See ya. And a big thank you to all of you for watching. Reddit Studio will be back for an E3 Roundup show broadcasting live from the Reddit LA office on June 16th at 11 a.m. PT. We'll break down all the biggest news from E3 so you don't miss a beat in E3 gaming news. And be sure to check it out and see you back here. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.